Are you with the shits? Because they are. They are. Straight out of the Bronx. It's Heidi and Lexi. And you are now tuned into Ladies Pitch. Here's your host, Heidi Baby. And Lexi, the motherfucking savage. Savage. What's up, what's up? Welcome to another episode of the Ladies Pitch Podcast. This is your favorite mommy, Haiti Baby. Back at it with a wonderful audio experience once again. And I'm not alone. I'm joined tonight by um, none other. I'm going to let him introduce himself. And before he starts, I want you to introduce yourself with the Instagram intro, morning intros that you post. So without further ado, my guest, my guest tonight is none other than. Yo. <laughs> Since this is dropping tomorrow, technically, then we'll do it like this. Good morning, you beautiful motherfuckers. It's a beautiful Monday and it's beautiful because you're here. You could have been anywhere else in the world, but you're here with me. And I 100% appreciate that. And my name is Penrose Ames, man. I am, um, yeah, my name is Penrose Ames. I'm dope as fuck. Um, as far as the introduction, I mean, if you don't know me, just me, you got some shitty ass old heads. You can find me anywhere that a podcast can be found on Protest and Riot or Docked Up. Uh, you can catch me on YouTube at YCC Entertainment with, or with the open mic shows. And in a week or so, well, I said a month. You can catch me back on Penrose versus anybody who got to be back. I'm a poet, and I'm probably, I'm definitely, if not your baby mama's, I'm definitely your sister-in-law's favorite podcaster. Hey. <laughs> I'll take that. I, I actually, I actually, I am a fan of like your your morning intros. For real, you know what I, I am, I and with you. the with the with the hand gliding down the face. <laughs> yeah, you know what that came from. Um, that's crazy. So like, I started doing that because like that. So if you hold if you hold your hand over your eye, that actually means something. It's a signal, but also for me, it's um, it's used like when I'm when I'm going through shit. If I'm stressing, if I put my hand over my eye like that, it was it's like. It calms me down. So for real, me putting that in the intro is just me always sending like, I need to watch that video. It's just my way of doing it. So thank you. So I appreciate that. So that's your way of, of starting off your day, like at ease, like putting yourself at ease. Yeah. <laughs> it's like back in the day, I just, I had a, I had a friend, um, and this is back when like Snapchat first came out, let's just, let's not long go this way. So we would talk through on Snapchat and stuff, and that's how you know what I mean. I don't know. It was like it's it's me and her thing, and so it just became a thing of like calming down. So like I feel like when I do those videos, since I'm come from I'm coming from a space of love, love man. Like you know, love is intense, but when you're trying to start your day, or if you want love, but you want it from a very a very calm place, you know what I mean. No matter how intense it is, you want it to be calm. You want it to be delivered with a with a goodness behind it, with a purpose behind it. You don't want it to be that angry love, that upsetting love, that random love. You want it to be directed, kind ass, yo, this shit made me feel like that nigga ass love. And so that's where I be trying to come from with that. Okay. And so there's a deeper meaning behind it. You know what that reminds me of? 
You What's that? Went, and I know you're a movie buff the way I am because we've had this conversation before. I know you've seen the movie Face Off. Remember yeah, that that was the thing that he would do to like his wife and to his daughter. Like he would glide his hand over their face. Over his face. Yeah, I didn't even think about that, but you're right. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's what I think of I when do. I see that. That's dope. That's yeah. dope. It was random. That's, that's 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 a nice correlation, though. No, that's dope. That's a nice tie. I didn't even be, I didn't even remember that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I remember it, but I wasn't even thinking about it when I did that. That's what's up. Yeah, but thank you for joining me. Thank you for joining me. No, today. For this sure. is, thank this you is for actually your me. this is actually your first time. We're popping your ladies' pitch, um, cherry. This is your first time on ladies' pitch. You on ladies' pitch, yeah. Yeah, you were previously yeah. with Durag and I on bad decisions. Um, a few yeah, that was a good time. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. We actually did have a really good time. <laughs> we had a good conversation. <laughs> and you we said, we said, we said. And you are, from what I know, you're a Virgo. I'm not gonna get into I, my personal feelings about Virgos, but I feel like we've had more Virgos on this show than any other sign. Hold, hold. Yo, I'm sorry to cut out for a little bit. After you said I'm a Virgo. Go back. You're a Virgo. I'm, I'm not gonna get into my personal feelings about Virgos, but <laughs> but we have had more Virgos on this show than any other sign, and that is a fact. That is a ladies' pitch fact. I'm, what's what's everybody's sign on ladies' pitch? Is it is it most is it more um, water sign? Um, yeah, Lexi and myself were both Pisces. Yes, we're right, both Pisces, so- but we're two totally different fish. If that makes sense. That's cool, but we're, we're, I think it's like off air, just like me and you, I think we had this conversation before. Where I said the person, if you look at the, if you look at the um, the the astrology table, and you really base it how it actually goes, instead of starting at Capricorn, you really start at Aries because that's really the start of the real year, and you and you put everything on the table. Well, I guess we can base it anyway. It still, it still should work its way out because it's twelve of them, but any fucking way. The person that's directly across the table from you is Virgo. That is the person you, yeah. And that this is this is why y'all have more Virgos than anything. Mm-hmm. The person that's across the table from you, that is the person you will have the best conversations with. You will have the best sex with that person. You will have the best adventures with those people. You will have the best. You will have the worst times with those. People. Everything with the person right across the table from you is fucking intense. But you're not supposed to date those people, and those are the people you always want to date. So in relation to the show. Your energy attract Virgos. Yeah, you know Lexi, I mean? because, Lexi actually has said numerous times on this pod that she attracts a lot of um Virgos. Yeah, mm-hmm. Pisces, 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 Pisces women attract Virgo men very easily. I don't know the other way around because I'm not a Virgo woman and I've never asked a Pisces man. <laughs> you know what's weird? Well, my ex, was, my, my ex of five years, he was a Virgo. So that's why I said I won't share my personal feelings on Virgos. But I no, do know look, that we've had more Virgos on this show as guests than any other sign. Look, my longest relationship was with a Pisces, and I won't share my, my views on Pisces. And you either. survived. So, and you man, survived. Listen, Shout when, out to you. When I say I, ain't, I, that was like the one. That was the one relationship that made me understand. Like, you never heard somebody tell you that like um, jealousy is just love and hate at the same time. It's like. Yeah. I don't never I never felt like that woman was jealous, but I use that that I preface with that to say it's the first time I understood like love but but also like a woman's wrath like at the fucking utmost. Like y'all are like y'all have big hearts. Y'all are very, 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 very It's a gift and a curse. Thing, 
Yeah, because y'all believe people out. Like, it's easier. Like, the nigga that y'all are dealing with, it's easier for y'all to look at that nigga like he really going to hurt y'all or he's lying than it is for y'all to believe. Like, y'all to believe outside forces, not in the sense of, like, tearing down y'all relationship, but y'all always believe in somebody trying to hurt y'all anyway because your heart's so big. And so if you can deal with the people on the outside world, then the person that's closest to you, of course, is your heart's going to be more, like, and uh, um, I'm 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 smacked, so I'm gonna say gingerly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and so anything somebody says about that person, even if you don't want to believe it, it's gonna hit you harder. You know what I'm saying? Oh and yeah, so, yeah, for sure. I can definitely say that for myself. I'm very sensitive. Yeah, it's, and so, it's crazy because I'm very sensitive, but I'm also very like um, I like but to say that I'm like, you're old. You're yeah, always I like to say to that I'm very like an emotional gangster, but it's because mm-hmm. I know that I'm sensitive. So the minute that I'm hurt, I want to square up. Like, how Yo, dare you back. hurt me like that? And that's that's the thing with you. Like, that's I lived that for like them to seven years, and it was like, yo, like it was a, it was a great but crazy relationship. So it was good, it was bad, it was up, it was down. But yeah, I get it. Not all relationships. Big, yeah. But yeah, I am a Virgo, and that's why y'all have so many on the show because all the Pisces women, and it's it's it's, it's, it's a uh, and I'm I'm actually born on the cusp too. Like I'm technically a Virgo Libra, I guess I claim oh, Virgo more than Libra. So look, I just so for me, <laughs> I, I never paid attention to that for the longest time, and the only reason. So I'm, I'm assuming that's not Virgo. the first time you hear Lion Libra. Lion Libra, no, it's not. I haven't. Mm-hmm. I haven't. Ever since I'm, ever since I actually started looking at this custody. But look, the way I know I'm truly a Virgo is because the only reason I even accept the cusp is because it's called the cusp of beauty. Like, it's not, I'm like that's some Virgo's arrogance being like, bitch, I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, but no, I am a, um, I am a Virgo, true Virgo. And, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm well, glad, I'm glad the Virgos represent on and shout show. out to yeah, and shout out to all my favorite Virgos. They know who they are. Um, all right, we, we I actually have some good topics for us tonight that we're gonna get into. But before we begin, I'm gonna start off with icebreaker questions, three icebreaker questions for you. But before that, make sure you guys like, subscribe, share, review the podcast on all streaming platforms. You know, you can find Ladies Pitch on Instagram at Ladies Pitch and um on Twitter Pitch Seven One Eight. Also on YouTube, our handle on YouTube is at Ladies Pitch. So where you can find a podcast, you will find the Ladies Pitch podcast there. So, Mr. Rose, what would you prefer for me to call you? Pen Rose, Rose, Pen, anything else? <laughs> Any other AKA? <laughs> um, there's a lot of AKAs, but we'll go with Rose. I mean, yeah, Rose is cool. Pen is cool. Pen Rose is cool. Pen Rose. Um, I mean, whatever variation of, of people they want to use as well. You know, as long as nobody calls PR, me like Penny, could call you PR. I, I mean, somebody's called me that before. It was very awkward when they did it because of the setting that it was in. But I could see it being used probably. PR, yeah, so. Penrose, Puerto Rico. You know. All right. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, and the crazy part, the rose thing. Like, I was very, 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 very awesome shit. Like, nothing. Like ever try to sound like Ross but people started calling me that anyway so I was like alright as long as I didn't do it myself then I'm a, <laughs> I can, I can deal just, with it and of, yeah. and, of, and of course it's spelled differently but 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Penrose is cool. Rose is cool. Everybody really call me. A lot of niggas call me Rose. Actually, well, yeah, everybody do call me Rose. So that's fine too. Okay. Whatever you want to call me, as long as it's not pink. Let's see, because right now I'm downing a bottle of wine, and I'm really on some real hood rat shit because it's Pisces season. So I am literally right now drinking the wine straight out of the bottle. Uh huh. I don't know what type of I don't know what type of vibe I'm on tonight, but I am literally drinking pink Moscato straight out of the bottle like this shit is a forty. Oh, no, not pink Moscato. No. <laughs> Either, I, I'm gonna keep my. You're right. It's Pisces season still, so I'm gonna keep my time for myself. Don't disrespect. But look, but look ironically, <laughs> I got Pisces, on, I got on Pisces season on her podcast. Look, ironically, I got on the pink crush. I got on a pink crush do right. The crush, the crush velvet pink do right. So I guess that'll that'll I'll, I'll allow it since I'm wearing the pink do right. Pink Moscato. All right. Like, so on. we got so we got the vibe. We got the pink crush do right and the pink Moscato. See. Yo, real it wasn't shit. even. It wasn't even. Um, it, it wasn't, wasn't even planned. planned. <laughs> it wasn't even planned. <laughs> All right, shout so, out to Bow Wow. I ain't gonna lie, cause these Bow Wow do rises the shit. But go ahead. All right, so again, I have three icebreaker, three random questions for you. Question number one: What is your underrated hobby? Reading. <laughs> underrated that's hobby. First, that's the first thing that comes to mind. That I do that know like that most the most adults will tell you they haven't touched a book since high school. And that's not like if you really think about it in the way that America's built and the way that the people that we know, it's technically not a um uh an improbable thing to think and it's also not a downward one to anybody. Because most motherfuckers are just busy as shit, so you have to like build reading into your schedule. But um I would say reading, but like if I had to let me see, something that's a little more interesting, my underrated hobby. Um Hold on, hold on. See, I feel like I think? feel like Jeopardy music is, is 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 bouncing in the background and shit. And Alex is up there looking at me with the hurry up and answer. <laughs> Alex, <laughs> you yeah. Like I told you, remember when you met me? I told you, it's always TV in my head. Everything is a TV show. All right, so listen. The most under, my most underrated hobby would probably be. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, honestly people watching that's see that's not a real hobby though do i have a real hobby? i ain't gonna stop i playing. love people i was people watching today i, I bet people watching. yeah that's an underrated hobby I'm, you know what yeah i'm just gonna answer straight out that is what it is i love people watching me too um, I'm not gonna lie. I extensively white people watch. I know in this world that we oh live in Oh my god, now, that's exactly what I was doing today. I was in Hoboken, <laughs> white people watching. Nice, yo. Like it's really a sport. Like you, know, mm-hmm. you don't give, give as much credit as it really is because it sounds like you're really just being funny. But like if you go out and watch white people do what they do, you just laugh your ass off all day. It's an enjoyable thing. <laughs> it is, and Hoboken is a predominantly white area. So I just like I sat on a bench, no lie, like an old lady. I literally sat at a bench. Like I, I went to the gym. I came out the gym. I sat at a bench. That's right outside the gym, and I stood right. there for about like twenty minutes, just people watching with a smoothie in my hand. <laughs> and I'm just like, and I'm like, white people do the darnest things. I'm just in my head like, I never see this shit around my way. I never yeah. see shit like this in the hood. 
Yeah. And I'm just and, like and in amaze, in, in amazement. And I I'm, think that's why I'm it's beautiful. Yeah, I think that's why it's a beautiful thing. It's not really a thing, like you said. It's not a thing where you're really looking at white people like, ew, or what the fuck. I mean, you might get some what the fuck's in there for real because you're like, yo, what, did that shit really just happen? You know what I mean? But it is because it's a dynamic that you don't see on a daily basis. So, <laughs> I don't know. It's an entertaining thing. For sure. Yeah, white people watching. I think that's, 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 that's uh, people watching in general, but white people watching is. is it's a lot <laughs> more interesting. It's a lot yeah. more interesting, yeah. For sure. Yeah, no, no. So that will, uh, yeah, I'll answer with that. Okay. All right. So, question number two: If you could teleport anywhere right now, where would you go? Uh, anywhere? Can I give you like top three? What? Listen, whatever. It's your world right now. These questions. I, but I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you three. Um. The Netherlands, because I ain't never been. Where? The Netherlands. Okay. Because I've never been, and I just always I want to see it for some reason. Like, it intrigues me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bali, because it's one of the most beautiful places I've ever seen in my motherfucking life. Okay. Uh... I just never gave five just because it's my world. Ethiopia, because it's the one place that in all of the all the Western colonization of everything, uh, you know, the UK, the Brits um, colonizing a lot of Africa. It's the one country that was never touched by white people. And it's, what is it, like seven years or eight years? Uh, the calendar difference or something like that. Like it's 2015 in Ethiopia. It's like the one. So I, I would just want to go and learn. Uh, what I just need three. Turks and Caicos. Nah, okay. Do you want to be out there uh, with Drake, Turks and Caicos? That was, you know what? Cause Turks and Caicos, for some reason, when I was a young nigga, and I was trying to like when you when you first catch your first flyway, that's when uh uh the same comes. Stepping all over the world. That's that Bobby Luda? in here. Luda and Bobby. Luda. And he said something about Turks and Caicos and that song. For some reason, I just, that shit just stuck with me. I always wanted to go. <laughs> I looked it up. And I was like, yo, it was dope. Anyway, and I think right back on Fresh Prince, I was somewhere like Ashley went to for like a, a va- like a vacation. I don't know, some weird shit. Any motherfucking way. And then the fifth one would probably be uh, uh, Singapore. I love Singapore. Oh, like so Singapore is probably the... Because you named four. Huh? You, say, you named four. That's four? That's only four? You named four. You said you were going to name three. No, take it, though. Okay. Oh, no. Then I, because I, I, I had said I was going to give you five. My bad. I changed it. I did say three at first, and then I changed it. But I do got to throw Singapore in there. So, look, all right, if I got to really, 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 really just give you one, I'm going to okay. give you one. Cause I, all of those, now I really think about it. If I can teleport anywhere, just because I've been there and it is the best place I feel like I've ever been in my life, I will go to Singapore. Like that's if you man, if you, if anybody that's listening, if you've never been to Singapore, you get the fucking chance to go to Singapore. Please go. I had to tell me a motherfucking life. I've never been anywhere where I went shopping and <laughs> and the place I the place I bought clothes from and got like panties and panties from. You leave and you're walking back down that same street and you're like, yo, where's the mall? <laughs> 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 Niggas was looking like, yo, this is the building we was in, but and you know, clothing stores. And you know there's still some clothing stores, but this bitch rocking. 
yo, at a certain time in the mall, is this mall they call the Full Flows of Hose or something? Wow. <laughs> the Orchard Mall. It's the Orchard Mall in Singapore. At certain times of the day, the, the, the walls flip around. And, the, <laughs> and it's like bars back there. And so the clothing stores just turned into bars. So what? It like, <laughs> and this was back, yo. This, I went there. This was back during the uh, when nine eleven happened. This was back in two thousand one, two thousand two time frame. I was out there, so like, yeah, I can ima- only imagine what they got going on. Huh? Singapore was beautiful. The people was nice as fuck. Yeah, that I know someone about, told me that it's beautiful. I know someone that traveled to Singapore yeah, and they yeah. said it's, it's very beautiful. Mm-hmm. That shit about uh, like the litter shit though. That's real. Damn, man, you yeah. have to get arrested. Yeah. I ain't gonna front. Me and my men fell, fell asleep outside of we was going to shit and fell asleep fell asleep outside of a uh a seven eleven. We was young in a seven eleven? Yeah, this is yeah, look. The craziest shit the the crazy the dumbest shit the nigga did when he got to Singapore was to go to the most American places because everything's different there. Like there's no such thing That's as a Newport anywhere. No it, there's no such thing but a Newport anywhere in except America. Um as soon as he got to Singapore, like you can't, you can't dock, you can't dock immediately, like right up on the, their coast. So that's it, like this little boating. When you take this boating, they got all of these little boat, uh, like these little uh, buses waiting for you and shit, right? And so they like, yo, you know, you take if you, and then what it is, they trying to get you to come to their restaurants and shit. Long story short, I'm, I'm like, man, I'm gonna jump on one of these. But I remember my people told me as soon as you get to Singapore, go to McDonald's and get a forty ounce. I said, what? They said, just yeah, think I about heard it. The McDonald's <laughs> is very different out the country. Yeah. yeah. So I went and I, I bought a beer, and I was like, yo, <laughs> fuck the fact that it's a beer. I've had beer before, clearly, but this is about to be an interesting day. Yeah. Singapore is different. I mean, well, out the country is different anyway. America's cool, but yeah. <laughs> Me in Singapore, that'll be the one place. Okay. Thank you for letting me get my shit off. I know I talk a lot. No, it's all good. <laughs> it's all good. Don't worry about it. All right. So the third and last random question is, um, what song are you? What song do you currently have on repeat? Currently, mm-hmm. um, Joe Moses, we different. Uh, that's on repeat. However. Um, um, that was that one joint. You have more than the one song. Problem, you have more than one song problem. on repeat? I, I mean, if, if, if we just talk about one, 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 then yeah, it's Joe Moses, we different. Okay. That's the one that's on repeat right now, like hella, hella. It changes, but right is now, a- yeah. Is that like an R and B song? What is it? Nah, Joe Moses is a, a West Coast rapper nigga. West Coast blood nigga from uh, LA. Okay, I've never heard of him, but so it's a rap song. Yeah, that's that's what's on repeat right now. Yeah, I mean, I got a I got a repeat list, so you know what I mean. But I just if I just had to give you one, that would be it. Mm-hmm. Probably between that and we go love. Did you tell your boyfriend? But we'll go with Joe Moses. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think I guess, you've heard that song. I guess before. the other song. I guess the other song could go into like what toxic song do you have on repeat? What? Yeah, it would be that. Did you tell your boyfriend that we broke up? Um, 
I'm still, I ain't gonna find, I'm still with the, uh, um, the custom song. I know everybody's tired of it, but I'm still with it. Um, you know, what's that other shit? Um, uh, of course, the, uh, I'm still on the, um, takeoff and, and, and Quavo. And Quavo. I'm still on that shit on repeat. Which one? Right, what the, uh, Hotel Lobby? Yeah. Oh, I yeah. still got that That's on repeat. Shit. That's one of my workout songs. That's on my workout playlist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, and like, I don't know, some of those are like, repeat, repeat. Oh, you I still keep on repeat. Like, there you go, friend. That's old as shit now, but uh, Sticky by Drake. That's on repeat like a motherfucker. Oh, Sticky. Okay. Uh, that's, that's, probably, that's probably the just like one out of like, maybe like three songs that I like from that album. That's from Honestly Nevermind, right? <laughs> wow. <laughs> no, it's true. I mean, it's not a bad album, but it's just, you know, I there's a certain type of like, there's a certain type of vibe that I like to listen to Drake in. And I know I saw you big enough certified lover boy. Ew. Yes. Come on, I see. This is why that Pisces Virgo shit. No, but my, well, right now, well, I'm still bumping her loss. I mean, her loss is cool. It's, it's, it was, you know where her loss is for me? You know all those times we were supposed to be, you grew up in the same era as your papa grew up in. So remember how we were supposed to get like, uh, um, uh, uh, a Beans and Bleak album, and we never got it. A Kim and, and Foxy album, we never got it. Uh, they were rivals. That was never going to come out. They, but they was cool at first. You know well, what I mean? Of they course. Was, like all female rappers, they're always cool at first until they realize that the other one is competition. And... But I just feel like her loss was like, it was like something you wanted to hear from two niggas. Like, that's the point I was getting out. Like, two albums from two niggas, we should have got like the commission. We never got it. So I think it was an album that you, you you wanted that album from them two niggas, but it's a cool album. It's not bad at all. It's, just it's not. not, and it actually made me listen to Twenty One more, Twenty One Savage, because I wasn't like a big Twenty One Savage fan. I did right. know some of his songs, but it actually made me want to listen to him more just because I like the the shit that he was on on, on her loss. So yeah, Twenty One be doing this thing. Yeah. I fuck with him. Oh, oh, slick! A nigga did with slick Rick there. Say, say, come from the UK, come get some of this American money. <laughs> <laughs> I remember how how social media was in a frenzy when they found out he wasn't American. Right. <laughs> that was that was a funny time. That was funny. Oh well, um, Rose, you survived. You survived um twenty five percent of the episode so far, which is just a random questions, but we still have more to go. So we'll see what we'll do. <laughs> so the next, uh, well, the first topic I should say that um, I have for us is a video. I'm actually going to play the audio. A video of rapper and TV personality, Sukiana. I hope I said that right. Sukiana, Suki. Well, I, I, I know she goes as Suki as well. And this is a video that I saw um, of her on a podcast show and she said the following, and we're going we gonna to talk about it once I play it. If I can find it. Okay. Sometimes, sometimes the best, shit, sometimes, sometimes the best dick come from the nigga we call bro. Hold up. 
Say that again. It's the truth. He loves you for real. That man that you've been calling bro, that been your friend. Yeah, he always, yeah, he always there for you. He pull up everything. That's your homeboy. He loves you for real. He loves you. He got love for you. He's been there four or five different niggas. He loves you. He know who you is. That be the best thing. <laughs> I, f- I find that so humorous anyway we gotta so you would be able to answer the question of course you won't be able to say bro but uh would you agree that the best pussy comes from the woman that you call sis um let me let me preface with saying you don't you don't use the bro sis dynamic to get pussy let me let me preface it by saying that you don't use it for that reason but if it happens, then yes, it, it, it usually seems to be, even if it ain't the best pussy, it's definitely the best sex. And it's because, uh, like she said, a nigga love you. And it's a different kind of love. It's, it's not the love you've had with a, with, a, with a boyfriend you fell in love with or a nigga that you was feeling real deep. It is that love of, um, it's, a, it's an intimacy that's felt from a different area. You see what I'm saying? And so now when this when you have a sex with, with, with the chick you call a sis, as you both understand there is no expectation after this outside of what it was before. Nothing changes, but I'm like like she said, bro done seen you with with the last four or five niggas. He done seen your happy times. He done, he done, he done been there to dry your tears. When y'all are intimate with each other, his whole thought process and purpose is nothing more and nothing less, I should say. Uh, definitely way more, but nothing less than your ultimate pleasure. You're not sleeping with sis because you can't get no pussy nowhere. It's like I said, you don't use the brother sis dynamic to have sex. If it happens, the reason that it is the best is because that nigga, uh, when, I, when this happened in my in my life, lifetime, I've been doing it to, I'm definitely trying to, I'm, I'm, I'm only going into it with the, with the mind frame, with the initial mind frame and primary, I should say, primary mind frame of making sure she's ultimately pleased. Because I do get to see her from that side. I see what stresses her out. I see what what she's been going through. The tears she didn't cry. There ain't nobody else seeing. You see what I'm saying? So yeah, I, would, I would have to agree with her. So it's due to the <laughs> it's it's due to the love that you have for sis. Aside from you know it being yeah, someone now, else. Yeah. Now this don't go down. Don't get me wrong. This don't go down with every chick you call sis. If you smashing any any, any chick you call sis, it's really you really don't mean it that way. You see what I'm saying? This is a this this happens, but um, yeah, that's that is what it is. It's because of the love that you have for her. It's not just because it's pussy. You know what I mean? Showing out just because because just move pussy or showing out just because you getting some pussy. Period. That's a whole different. You ain't even gotta have love to do that. You just trying to perform. You know what I mean? But when it's when you and it, it ain't even. You know what I mean? It's it's a different love. You, you let's say you you fall in love with a chick, and you're not gonna sleep with her the same way you slept with an old girl. So it's it's it's, a, it's it's about the care. It's about the technique that you take with that person for those reasons. And it's not. I don't, I don't think a nigga think about it like, oh yeah, I'm about to you know give her, you know, uh, <laughs> section B. You know what I mean? It's not yeah. a totally different nigga head. <laughs> just the energy that's associated with. Uh, with intimacy with that person. It's the closeness yeah. you have. Yeah, right. The love, the closeness you have, the um, 
Yeah, I guess you know what. From that perspective, I could see it. Look, I don't agree a hundred percent because I've had, women, huh? I said most women won't, but I get it. Yeah, I guess the way you explained it, it you're right. You have a different type of vibe. Um, I guess a a bro, quote unquote, bro that I have for five, six, seven, or ten plus years, or tw- even twenty years, is a different bond that I would have with a dude that. I just met or that I just started recently dating. So yeah, yeah, it is different. But for me at the same time, like a bro, and I've had this conversation numerous times on the podcast, off the mic with friends. I can't see myself crossing the line with someone that I consider a bro. And even if I did, I cherish, I've said this numerous times. I cherish my male friends, my male friendships, right? right. If I yeah. ever cross that line with any one of them, like I, I wouldn't be able to be like, oh, this is my bro. I could never introduce him. You know what? Now let me say this as my bro this. because we either crossed the line once or we crossed it a number of times. Right. Let you me say this. I'm, I can't speak for every nigga. Now I will say any chick that I'm calling sis on top, I I do make that rule. If I call you sis on top is for that reason, not to cross the line. Now the women that I'm slept with that that being that. And and, and 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 so all right. So look, when 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 Slim said the bros, I felt like she was saying it like the homies. So I'm gonna say it that way. I've slept with my female friends. I'm, I you're right. I've never slept with a chick I call a sis, but I have slept with female friends before. But it's but it's that same energy. If have that makes ever, sense. Have you ever ruined a friendship with a female because you crossed that line and had sex? <laughs> That laugh says it all. That, have you ever that, that you, uh, chuckle? Have you ever heard that? Remember that joint I sent you about the best sex I never had. That wasn't or the best sex I had. That wasn't on Valentine's Day. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. That story. Oh, yes. Oh, okay. Wasn't she a Scorpio? Yeah. I recall November. you saying that on the on the on the yeah. episode. Yeah. Yeah, she surely was. Water signs, man. Water signs are, is what I'm attracted to. But the yard, huh? <laughs> don't drown over there. <laughs> it's it's not crazy dealing with them. But no, so I mean, I, I will agree with you there. Like the actual term, if we're looking at it as brother sister, that that actual line, then yeah. So and I should have said that when I was explaining. I, I, I wanted to keep it in terms of what, what you asked, you know what I mean? But in the sense of I've had sex with, my, with, with, with female friends, like really close female friends. I don't, if I, if I call you sis, I do not cross that line. Have I crossed that line before? I, I don't say it hasn't happened, but it's happened like once. Okay. <clears throat> Maybe twice, if I can. I'll I'm just sure, say twice. I'm sure it has. I mean, it's happened to so many people. I know so many people that has happened to. And I'm not saying that I haven't. It's happened to me in the past, and that's why now I'm able to say that I wouldn't cross that line with. Listen, right, but I know Mel- a lot of people. I know a lot of guys. But to say that I'm close with them is very few. There's very few people uh, that I can actually say that I'm close to. I know a lot of people, but I just I'm not close to a lot of people. Hey, yo, no bullshit. I, I got more chicks out here than I call a sis that ain't really that close as opposed to the chicks that's really close. Mm-hmm. Like, to me, calling a chick sis sometimes, don't get me wrong, 
Not now. Let me say this because calling to say sister for real when women really let you in and and we start understanding a woman's dynamic from that uh, standpoint, you definitely don't take it lightly. So I don't, I don't, I don't want nobody to think that I'm, you know, like. But there has been times where, like, just like the same way we use bro and bro, don't really mean you know what I mean that you're close with a nigga. It's the same thing as like saying nigga, you know what I mean. So there have been times where, like, but at the same time, it's like. Like you said, I'm not going to cross that line with somebody I, I made that connection with. So, for me, uh, I don't know. It was just like, <laughs> I think about I, it more of like, I look, I think about it more of like, she said the best sex, right? So, I think about just having the best sex ever with one of my bros. And I have a very addictive personality. So, if I have something that brings me like extreme pleasure, I'm going to keep wanting it. You know what I mean? So I can see myself. My bro probably was like, let me just give her this one time. But in my mind, no, we going to keep this going. So now have- what happens? Feelings can come into play from him or saying. from myself. So then it's like, that's where it gets sticky. Without it being bro, you ain't never had that situation. It's just a really close male friend. I've never had sex with any of my close male friends. No. Okay. All right. So, all right. So, for me, I right, I get what you're saying. I I got a homegirl that <laughs> I don't I don't think I've ever told the it's story. It's the chuckle you give before the story that I know it's just going to be. We're on. We're going. We're strapping in for a ride. I um, there's a friend who has been like in my life for years. I'm like, motherfucker, we fell out. When we really sat down to talk, realized why we fell out. It was like some deep shit. Um, motherfucking in like, been my kid life. You know what I mean? My parents know it was like shit. Like this motherfucker, and it's just my friend. I mean, I'm never called a sis. You know what I mean? We don't go when we go out. That ain't bro. Like it ain't nothing like that. It's, we introduce each other as friends, but real, real intimate. Like in my life, like and I and intimate in the true definition of the word, not just on some sex shit. So. I say all that to say, in essence, in a conversation we're having, we was chilling one day, and I was just like, yo, um, <laughs> I, I was like, can I ask you a very disrespectful question from a very respectful place? <laughs> like, wow. Let me write that down. <laughs> can I ask you a very disrespectful question from a respectful place? A respectful place, yeah. I like that, actually. Yeah, that's uh, you got you got to you got you know what I mean? because the question is that you got to preface with that you about to tell you about to ask somebody some, some way left field shit. Um, so I forgot what what time what was going on, but she was about to go out on a date or whatever, and uh, I was like, yo, let me eat some pussy, and I said, just let me eat some pussy out of appreciation, and she was like, what? <laughs> and I was out like, of I know appreciation. That's- I was like, I know that's just how crazy. I was like, I don't want no head. I ain't trying to fuck. I was like, and I broke it down. I was like, right, you've been in my life like this, like that. You've been this person, that person, this, that, the third. And don't get me wrong, of course, I was sexually attracted to him, this, that, and that. I'm not saying that you just look at any woman and you just like, oh, I'm going to eat some pussy out of appreciation. Nah. 
but in the essence of what we're talking about, a really a really close friend. Like like I agree with you on not crossing the sis bro line, but that energy, that 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 knowing somebody from a a, a a plane of not fucking up, that energy of knowing somebody, spending time with somebody, being around somebody like six five six days out the week, sleeping in the same bed with this person and not doing nothing for years. Just this is your friend, you know what I mean? So I was like, yo, I, mean, I know you're about to go on a date. Let me use my head. See you on your date with with post another clarity, and so <laughs> I broke it down. I, eventually, when I say eventually, maybe like five minutes of talking, fifteen minutes of talking. Because at first she's like, "Yo, who the fuck? What? Who says this? Like, what do you mean? You know what I mean?" I broke it down and explained what I was saying. I gave her head, and and then she went to like, you know what I mean, try to fuck. And I was like, "Nah." And she was like, "Yo, you serious?" I was like, "Yeah, Slim. I just wanted to, you know what I mean. I'm good at what I do. I really appreciate you." You about to go on a date. It was a beautiful day. I don't know what my friend would think I was, but it really was out of appreciation. Now, this was my friend. This is somebody I'm really close with. This is somebody who's seen me cry. I've seen her cry. I've been there for four, four or five boyfriends. I, I'm the nigga that came to the house when the nigga was trying to break in the door. I'm the nigga that moved the couch with you off the back balcony. I'm, I'm, this is my friend. You know what I mean? So, in essence of how someone was talking about it, yeah, man, you really do put your, your when, when it's somebody close to you, and it's not a, it's, it's not an actual, uh, uh, you're not with, it's not a relationship you're responsible for in the, in, in, in that typical sense. You're responsible for the relationship because that's your, that's your motherfucker. That's who you're close to. That's your friend. Let me ask you but a question. Not, was that the first time that you made a move on her? Oh, we had had sex before. So before you offered the fellatio, you had sex with her before? That's kind of lingers, but <laughs> yeah, we that's, you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I definitely know what you mean because I am a uh, connoisseur of the fellatio giver. Anyway, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, 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 yeah. I had slept with her before. That's what I'm saying. Oh, okay, with friends. Okay, so she already but, knew that you were sexually attracted to her. But this, but this was like spaced out in between. But you know regardless, you had sex with her before, so she knew that there was a sexual attraction from your part. I mean, I mean, every time we fucked before, I wouldn't even mean to be the one that ever really, you know what I mean? So, I mean, yeah, she, well, she knew, yeah. But in essence of the way that this, this friendship is, it's never, sex has never been a thing that happens just because of sexual attraction. It, you know what I mean? You spend, you spend enough time with somebody, like, Shit just happens sometimes. Like it was never planned. It was never like, oh, um, you just, you know what I mean. Shit just happens sometimes. So, um, no, I get it. It's kind of like when you work with people and you be, you create a bond, and then you know, yeah, the opposite sex. You guys work together all the time, every day, and then all of a sudden you find yourself attracted to this person and loving yeah. their vibe, loving their energy, and then all of a sudden you're in the back seat, bent over, and <laughs> yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Um, <laughs> back now, memory But I digress. Um, okay, so another question. I do have another question pertaining to your story. Another oh, thing, because I said I have, I have, you know, I have my my resume is a little extensive when it comes to the Virgos. <laughs> so my next question would be: Did you offer? To eat her pussy because she was going on a date and you were a tad jealous? You can be honest. This is a safe space. 
All right, yo, listen. So listen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so listen. Everything on everything, and I'll I'll just say anybody who's had any conversation with me or Ed at any time, I'm the person that I am is the person that I am in no way, shape, form, or fashion. I'm a, to, to to give you the short answer to your question. No, I was not jealous at all. Like this is just my friend. Going on your date. She the one that wanted to stay after that and was like, yo, can I spend the night? I'm like, no, nah, you got you going on a date. You're not about to stand this dude up. Like, I really wanted to do it. Wow. A- she was ready to stand him up. I mean, like, I'm good at what I do. <laughs> it is what it is. But yeah, 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 yeah. Um that is happening. There's no reason I, why I, I asked that question though. So no? Your answer is no. No, and I, I mean I can understand why. Because if you're attracted to that person, you know she's going out on a date. If you want to give her some good ass, it's it's like if if a chick would do it to a dude, it, it's it's it, it's a, a form of submissiveness and a way to keep a motherfucker in the house. You know what I mean? If that's your aim, but no, it really was just I don't know. I was feeling that that day. I spoke it. It happened. And we moved on. Okay. Like that's what I'm saying. Like and that's that's my motherfucker, bro. Like that's my. That's my thing. Like we we talked the other day, and Slim was like, "Can you believe we ain't seen each other this long?" And I'm like, "Nah, like she got her That's own cool. business." That's cool. So you shit. guys are still friends. Yeah, this is my motherfucker, bro. This is my dog. <laughs> this is my motherfucker. I've been doing this one way since 2010. That's dope. Yeah, that's my dog. That's my dog, man. Hell yeah, that's my motherfucker. So. I actually asked that question because I used to see this guy and we used to mess around and, but we both knew that it would never be anything more than what it was. Right. And, uh-huh. but you know, with every situation that is like that, where, you know, the the sex is amazing, but you know, it's not going to lead anywhere. Like you have that understanding, but you continue to fuck with one another. Right. And right. my feelings were already kind of invested in the situation so at some point when, like, I was able to, like, take off the rose-colored glasses and be like, girl, this ain't going anywhere. Like, you know, you, you your true blessing is out there. I started dating. I still was messing with him, but I was dating. And he knew that because because we were having sex with one another, I kept it a buck. And I'm like, listen, I'm dating. You know, I'm not out here fucking, but I'm out here dating. So if it leads to that... I just want you to know that that's what it is, right? So I remember there was a time that he came to my house unexpectedly, and I was getting ready for a date. And he was like, oh, where you going, whatever. And I'm like, I'm going out on a date. So I'm getting ready. So he wanted to fuck me before I went out on the date. And I'm like, why? And I'm like, no, because I'm I'm ready. I'm dolled up or whatever. And I'm like, no. He was like, no, let me fuck you before you go out on your date. And I'm like, why? He was like, because I want you to think about me while you are on your date. And I'm like, yo, how toxic is that? Like, but he was jealous, but he would not admit that he was jealous I was going on a date. But he would try yeah. to say, yeah, he was trying to say that, like, he was like, oh, you look, you look high, you look cute, whatever. And I'm like, I know I look better than cute right now, you know? Whatever, but fiending, fiending the fuck before I got on my date. So that kind of brought me back to that. When you said she was going out on a date and you offered to eat her pussy, that just right. kind of took me back to that. So that's why I asked that nah, question. Yeah, yeah. 
No, and no, I asked I mean, him later on because we did stay friends. We right. haven't fucked around in years, but we did stay friends. And now that we're friends, he's he's like able to be a lot more honest about the situation we had. So like he'll ask me questions about things that went on back then, and I'll ask him questions, and we're totally transparent with one another. And he did, um, he did confess that it was his way of like, you know, he yeah, was jealous, I mean, so he was trying to. <laughs> hey, I can see, I can see jealousy fueling that. I mean, I think every man's probably been in that position. I, I wasn't in that position then, but I'm not gonna say I've never been in that position before. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I definitely. Um, I had that. When I saw that video, I kept it in the tuck because I I wanted to have the conversation with a man because I wanted a different perspective. And you actually did provide a great perspective that I didn't think of before. And that was basically that, you know, with your bro, with your sis, like their energy is different. The vibe is different. The love is different. So I appreciate it. I appreciate you. Let me me end that part of the conversation by again saying you do not form brother-sister relationships with the intentions of having sex with that person. That is foul. If that's, if that's the only reason you're trying to get close to somebody and you're using that angle, that's foul because that person is giving you a different level of intimacy that they would only give somebody that was truly in that arena. You see what I'm saying? Now, if you're friends with somebody and lines just so happen to cross, that is what it is. But if you're using friendship strictly to get ass or strictly to get dick, then you're wrong. You're wrong as fuck. Yeah, that sucks. It sucks, yeah, and it bothers me. It bothers me to think that um, some men actually do move that way. Yeah, and that, that's wrong. That, yeah, that's and they just wrong. wait. For, they just wait for the perfect moment for the woman to be vulnerable, to and then get yep. in there some way somehow, and you know, it sucks. Um. Yeah, I feel like there was another point. Damn, I just had another point in mind that I wanted to make regarding this topic, and it totally, like, the train left the station. <laughs> I guess <laughs> I'll bring it back when I remember. <laughs> okay, okay, so the second topic that I have here is, um, Rosé, why do you think that men are no longer chivalrous or romantic? Um, I I don't think that. I, I do, I, I, but you don't. Okay. I do know that it happens. I don't think men as a whole are like that. Um, I would say I most do. most men. I, and, and and I still okay. So let me say this: I can't tell a woman what her experience is. I can't tell women as a whole what y'all's experiences are. So I don't want you to think I'm going to debate your experience because that would be asinine. That would be pretty stupid because you know what you go through. I, but I, I, I say that to say I also, from being a man, and uh, what I have to understand is like somebody told me, the men, the men that I hang around do certain things and act certain ways, and that's still just a small percentage of men in in the world. You know what I mean? And so just because I hang around chivalrous niggas, because I hang around niggas that I think, um, now, and, and we got to break down what romance is, so not really break it down, but in the essence of it's different than, than for everybody. But since I, I feel like I hang with men who are pretty romantic with their ladies, I tend not to understand uh, this back and forth between men and women in, in this regard. But I see, 
I don't understand it because I'm not in it, but I see the points that are made if that makes sense. And I think it can be fixed. I don't think it's that that men aren't aren't romantic. Um, it's 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 really a back and forth. Uh, that we can get into if you want. We don't have to get into the back and forth, but of course the discussion. Yeah, I don't, like I said, I don't believe that, um, I feel like there's a very small percentage of men that are still romantic, that are still chivalrous. And I say that just, um, I'm not currently dating, right? I'm trying to get out there and date, but uh-huh. because I'm a jaded woman, and I'm working through it, guys. I'm working through it. But <laughs> I'm a jaded woman that has trust issues. So I don't necessarily feel like I'm 100% ready to date because I'm not ready to deal with the aftermath of disappointment of dating. That's the best way for me to put it. Okay. Right? Yeah, I'm I'm just not ready to deal with it because, yeah, no. Um, And I, I think it's unfair to also jump in the dating pool when I know I'm not ready and I might actually meet a, a good man and mess him up because he's got his shit together. He's done the, all the work that's needed to be able to say, I'm ready for this. And then me that I'm not a hundred percent ready because I'm not done doing the work. It would be very selfish of me to lead a man like that on simply because I feel that he's quote unquote, a good man in my eyes. Right. So, um, yeah, I say that to say, I'm going to say, for example, right now, now at my age, me going out to, let's say, um, a bar, you don't find, you don't find a lot of men that like would buy a woman a drink just to spark a, to spark a conversation or even a gentleman that'll even approach you at a bar to have a, a, a conversation and get to know you. Are you saying this? It don't matter what bar you go to. This happens. Not re, not recently. Not like. Right. I want to say now. I haven't. All right. So I want to say. I want to say pre-COVID, post-COVID. I haven't really been outside outside like that. Right. I get that. Pre-COVID. I, I want to say, mm, like two years before COVID, I was starting to notice the difference. Now that I've gone that I've gone out post-COVID. A huge difference. Men don't really approach women anymore. Right. And I know a lot of uh-huh. us are to blame for that because the first thing we do when we feel a way about a man approaching us is go and pull out our phones or tweet about it or write a status about it. Oh, this creep, blah, 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 did this and this and that. So that kind of, you know, it's a little off putting to men. Yeah. To want to approach that women. That has something to do with it. I think. Yes. Okay. So men as a whole, of course, there's generational differences, but men as a whole, yes, that has something to do with it. Um, now, you you want to know the biggest thing that has something to do with it? It's something that y'all do, especially with the modern woman that y'all are doing. Y'all realize that men don't give a fuck. Um, now, don't get me wrong. As adults, it is good to have adult things, and, and tangible benefits can come from from adult things. But men don't really give a shit how much money y'all make, and women tend to nowadays a lot of women. I'll say not all of y'all, but a lot of women tend to appreciate that. Use <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. A lot of women tend to use their money as a bargaining chip. You know what I'm saying? As if respect is only supposed to be built on money. 
And so when a lot of men don't approach her because they don't want to have the, uh, uh, the initial conversation of, you know, what's the credit score? How much money you make? What is this? What is that? Like, yo, I just met you in a bar. Now, you said now. You said uh, men won't approach women and buy them drinks anymore. That 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 being a risk of the conversation right there because you got to think when a dude buys you a drink, all he really trying to do is relax and talk. But he ain't, ain't he not walking up on you and asking you, uh, uh, are you barren or not? Do you want to have kids? What are your marriage plans? Right. So why does a woman think that talking about credit scores and and <laughs> and all of this, and I and, and and maybe not just buying a drink in a bar. That's probably a little excessive because I would say that shit happens on like date one. But in the essence of what you're talking about, men, men being romantic and chivalrous, and chivalry being, you know, in the essence of, uh, I'm sorry, in the the uh, hypothetical situation we're talking about buying a woman a drink in a bar. If it doesn't happen as much, yeah, I, I honestly think that's what it is. It's a back and forth. It's it's it's. For one, social media is, is has a lot to do with it. It's lying to us and telling us that we don't like each other, too. <laughs> um, and so, you know, uh, people tend to well, believe yeah, that. I agree with you on that. The gender wars. Um, it's big. Yeah. And they really shouldn't exist. Um, you know what I mean? It was like one day, one of the subject, one of the subject. It was one day when somebody posted it today, and they was like, you know, they posted like eight different pages. And they was like, has anybody ever, like, seen a video of these people? Have they seen people interact with them? Because, you know, like nine times out of ten, the people you follow on at some point in time, you're going to see a video of them, this, that, and third. And nobody could find anything. So what they was really saying was like, yo, because all, all of these pages, what they was on was the, like the gender war shit and exploitation shit and all of that. So I was like, what if these pages was just made for that? They got all their followers in the world. They got all the algorithm crap. What if it was made for that? Because that's what we see on a daily basis now. Is, you know, like one of one of the dumbest questions for me. <laughs> I hate it when any any either side says it. Do do black women really pay for haircuts? Shut up! <laughs> Shut up! Listen, if I'm feeling you, I'm paying for haircuts. I send you lunch money. Like I, and this is one of the the conversations that. Red and myself had on our Valentine's Day episode, like whether we should gift like a fuck buddy, a gift for like Valentine's or Christmas and stuff like that. Like I'm that chick that does that shit. I'm not going to go all out, but I'm going to show my appreciation. If you a fuck buddy, like why should I not show my appreciation for all the times you've made me orgasm? I think that I, I no, think you I deserve agree. some appreciation because what do people do? What do employees do when management or the supervisors go around and be like, you're doing a great job. Keep up the good work. Doesn't that motivate you to be a better employee? Real shit, because that's one of the things that when it's not done, that is one thing that an employee complains about. And, exactly. and for anybody listening, look, 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 you know, you, you know, it's kind of this cancel culture season. So you got to tell people, which I don't give a fuck, but you got to tell people, listen, we're not equating your sexual partner to an employee. You cry baby bitches. Anyhow. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I but agree yeah, with but you. I, I would do that because I want to keep you. I want to make you feel loved and appreciated so you will continue to lay the pipe, which is essentially so look, what let I me, want. Let me ask you this. Because now, in, in, in essence of what we're talking about, men not being 
you don't feel men are romantic in this. One of my uh, closest friends is an ex-girlfriend, right? And she is part of a woman's group. And we were talking the other day, and she was just like, yo, uh, I was talking, she was like, it's, it's, it's a bunch of black women, or um, I think they're all ex-military, I can't remember. But anyway, they was talking, and she says that they all agree that uh, nobody cares about them but them. Like, y'all, like, women as a whole, like, women of color, um, you know, I, you know, I consider Puerto Rican women black women anyway, so black women. Um, <laughs> y'all, that men don't represent for y'all, like, y'all represent for men. And I've heard, like, and, and I'll cause, I've and heard keep that. it in the lane, keep it in the lane we talking about. I'm using this for that. She says that, <laughs> and I've heard multiple women say this, and all of her friend group or this uh, group she's in says this <clears throat> that if a man falls off, a woman will go two times harder to to pick up the slack. But a man wouldn't do that for his wife. That if the wife falls off, he's just going to stay with his one job and all of this, this, and the third. And I'm like, yo, you can't have for one. A lot of women are having that thought process without being in that position. And I think it's based off of the fact that a lot of women are afraid to date because of the, let's say, gender, we'll use gender wars for lack of uh, having to choose 50 different reasons why y'all afraid to date men now. And I'm not blaming this on y'all. I'm just saying, like I said, it's gender wars because men do the same thing. We take in with the untested theories, the, theory, the things we've never been through, all of this shit we hear happen and use it and say, I'm not ready for a relationship. Not that I'm not ready for a woman. Not that I don't want a woman in my life, but I'm not ready for a relationship. And because because now uh, pouring into your woman is now simp culture. And again, people allow social right. media to, that, to, to guide that. them. I hate that. Yeah, I hate and, that. And now because because if a woman does something nice for a man, it's pick me culture. Pick me. Because mm-hmm. of that, and people well, use and lift a lot. Fuck all that. It's, I am Mrs. Pick right. me. I never understood why why being emotionally uh, available for somebody and paying attention to somebody and picking up on this. I told okay, so look on the subject, love the subject. I told my man, and I say this on my show all the time. My man was younger than me. My co-host was younger than me. I said, this is why I can come into your generation and fuck all your bitches and still go back home. And and and, 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 and I'm not disrespectfully coming to your generation to fuck your women. I just can because you niggas don't know how to have conversations with them. You niggas don't pick up on little things. I said, big things matter because we're adults. I said, but it's that one time where she's talking and y'all ain't talking about shit, but nothing about how your day was. And she mentioned that her microwave went out. And then two days later, motherfucking Amazon knocking on her door with a new microwave. That's how you fuck, my nigga. Because she picked up on little shit. You paid attention to her. You mentioned, she mentioned that her motherfucking... Uh, uh, I don't even think you just do this to fuck. I'm saying in the sense of when you become that nigga, when you're picking up on little shit, this culture that we live in now, yes, then. Yeah, there's something wrong with you. Uh, who, who, you know, who cares about a woman that much? And and women pour into that shit. Women got to be strong now. Women got to pour, you know. And and that. Is, ah. Well, we are also <laughs> to blame for that, though. We are I mean, also to blame happens. for that because the modern women are walking around and saying, "We don't need a man. We don't need a man." 
Damn. So how many, you how many times can you tell a man you don't need him before he's going to fall back and be like, all right, you don't need us? Yeah. All right. So you can you know do all the of that. Is, the things that, you, that women look you towards men us? to do, you can do that. A man here, you don't want us. When you when we hear that shit, I don't need no man. All we hear is I don't want no man. And yo, and real quick, <laughs> I need a I man because I ain't killing these water bugs. Well, hey, listen. <laughs> <laughs> I told somebody, I said, yo, men are men are logical. We're very very easy to please. We're the most logical thing on earth. This is and this is no bullshit. This is why I feel like women are the most passionate people on earth because y'all are the most. And this is not a this is not a disrespect. Just catch what I'm saying. Y'all are the most illogical people on earth. That's why y'all multitask better than anything. Because logic to y'all, you have to plan everything out. And so I, I'll, I'll say it like this: Somebody told me one day, <laughs> a man won't plan out shit, right? And a woman, a woman will plan the whole day, and then at at some point that day goes to shit. And a man, because he he's a, a typical man. He did listen to her plan, but sometimes he missed some of her points because maybe he wasn't listening like he should have been. But she planned the whole day out. But as soon as as the day went to shit, the man, because he does not necessarily plan, handled the 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 chaos like a champ. But she didn't. You see what I'm saying? I don't know if any of that's just my experience. You know what I'm saying? No, yeah, I, I get it. I get it. Alright, point being is men are the most logical people on earth. Y'all are the most illogical, but that's because y'all are the most passionate. Men, we are, we are emotional. Yeah, we, men are simple. Our actions are, are driven by please. our emotions most of the time. Yeah, a man needs. If a man feels respected, he feels loved, and that's that's the thing. Men, men still are chivalrous. Men still are romantic. Men still want to buy you. You know what I'm saying? He wants to take you on trips. He wants to buy you things. He, he just wants to be made to feel that when he does these things, he is appreciated for it. He does not want to be that guy that and comes home like and that's so hard you. to find nowadays. No, okay? it's not. You I not feel that to way. I feel that way. And like you said, you hit the nail on the head when you said that nowadays they're calling the romantic men, the chivalrous men, the men that actually show, and show care for women. They're calling them simps. Yeah, but you wanna you wanna you wanna get a man? I I I heard the OGs tell my sisters this and my cousin, you know, and I tell I tell my nieces this and my little sisters. You want a nigga? Go where niggas go. Like real men. Where they go at? To, <laughs> where they, where go, did they go? Look, go to a nice and lounge. Start taking your own self to the basketball game. Start I taking your own all self. Of those things. I go to okay. all of those things. Well, I mean, maybe I don't go there enough because, like I said, I'm not outside. Outside, I'm I'm actually gonna right. change that for 2023. But um, post COVID, I haven't been outside, outside like that. But you know what? I'm gonna just I'm gonna put it out there because I'm hitting the gym hard. I'm going hard body. I know that it's gonna be an entire problem, a whole problem this summer. Right. So, hey, it's going to be a whole problem. Just saying. <laughs> Men want to take myself. care of y'all, trust me. <laughs> I see you. Look, that's what I'm saying. Look, you you, 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 you getting the body ready for summer. To go outside when niggas are, and I trust you. Like, and look for me. my romance. I tell, I tell, 
Yeah, and and one thing I will say this, and I'm, I'm, I am going to primarily say this to women, just because I've seen it a lot more in women nowadays. I don't know if it's just the culture we're in, if it's just the energy of the times, whatever. Stop being afraid. Yes, it might fail. It might. Then again, it might not. But if you keep one foot out the door, you'll never, never, never truly know. You got you got your women that ran at the first sign of of of. of uh, Fear. Ain't even a true red flag. She just gets scared of something. Now I ain't saying stay around and let a nigga hit you or no shit like that. But y'all get what I mean. Um, you got the woman my who fear, my, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be a hundred percent transparent with you. My fear falls more under what I stated previously, having to deal with the aftermath of disappointment, and but also you dealt the with fear. disappointment before. True. I'm not, and I, I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt like that because I, I do understand this. I want this to be a two-way conversation, so I do apologize. But I just wanted to say that because that, that was one of the points I was gonna make was. I've dealt with disappointment before. Yes, I have. I was yeah. in two serious relationships, both of them which I walked away from, and then um, my first. My first encounter with a man where I actually thought was going to be someone that I, I, I thought so we were working towards something was a huge disappointment um, because he was uh, he was a whole different other person and different living a whole different other life than what he made it out to seem. To well, be. I don't understand those things. And, right. And then um, that just kind of like. It was like a spiral of like getting out there and kind of like continuously, not too many times, but at least, you know, like two guys after that, it was kind of like, I was like, damn, the dating game is dirty. And then that kind of just like gave me a lot of trust issues. And then there were like, there was a bunch of other things that I didn't heal from. And then like childhood trauma, that just started coming into play and showing its, its ugly head. And that's when I started to realize that there's so many times that you can fall into an issue or a problem when you have to look in the mirror and realize what role are you playing in these situations and who's the common denominator in these situations. So I had to say, yeah, and I had to say, okay, what is it about me that's allowing me to continue to like fall into these situations? So then that's when I started going to therapy. Um, I went to therapy for some time and then I stopped and now I'm currently in therapy and I'm, I'm working, I'm, I'm working through those issues and I'm trying to work through those issues. There is a lot of things cause I have some sessions that are great and some that are just like, Oh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But it's because I have to well. face the ugly truth of Haiti. And that's a hard pill to swallow. So, you know, I, like I said, I'm not 100% ready. And my fear is the disappointment and, two, hurting someone else. The fear of hurting well, someone I mean, else. So, if you, and I feel if you're not ready, you definitely don't rush it. You know what I'm saying? I just, yeah, I just sure. will say, I just will say, and like I said, I can't speak for, for women or a woman or any woman. I, so I wouldn't try to. But I just do feel like there is a large percentage of men that do want to love y'all properly, do want to take care of y'all properly. We just have to, like, 
realize again, I think a lot of people that start making fun of people really don't even intend to. It's just some people are just on autopilot all the time. If we really just get grounded with ourselves and, and realize like that person that's making fun saying, Oh, sis is a pick me and sis really just picked up on, on what the nigga like and she's just really trying to be genuine with this man. We'll call him bro a simp a simp just because bro showed up on day one with the with the full bouquet and the, and the this and that. Like and realize that that's what human energy does. That's what human nature does. When you when a pheromones attract you and, and, and you 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 really want to pour into somebody and they shut you down or cut you off and it you know what I mean? And it's like abrupt, it's nasty, it's mean, it's it's that, yo, uh, why come at me like that energy and you don't understand it because it's unprovoked. This is why the that energy of men don't treat you all right or men aren't chivalrous anymore. That's where it comes from. It's not that it does it's not that men really don't want to love y'all. It is that that same fear. That fear of because look, it's like, all right, you know how chicks don't want to trust dudes even more now? Because think about every little thing that happens, right? So the the one example I'm going to use is that dude posting an old girl. He's driving her back to the airport, and he say he, he ain't going to pay for her return ticket because she ain't giving no pussy while she was there, and it was like two, three days or some shit like that, right? That would make a woman I want to trust, nigga. You're now just bouncing me down yeah. to... To, to, you're only validating me off of my genitalia. And I get that. Dude was horrible for doing that. I'm using this to say that that, let's say that chick now, she could be, let's say she, I, I, I remember telling my man, I said, the way that that video plays out, it was like day two or three. Day one, let's say she ain't getting no, no pussy on day one because she just flew in. Maybe she's tired. Maybe the conversation they've been having, you know what I'm saying? He's been kicking it more on some wanting to be with a shit and it ain't just flying out the fuck shit, right? So maybe since they want to feel like I, I could be cool around this nigga. Not day two. Yeah, you want some pussy. You expect some pussy because we're adults. Not just because it's pussy, but because we're adults and we've been talking. But if you're going to put that woman out strictly over that, not because he disrespected your house, whether you want the pussy or not, even if you think you should get the pussy, and she don't need her. If you put this woman out your house strictly over that, what happens, that same woman, now we don't know this woman's culture, but let's just hypothetically say this was a good woman. What happens the next time a nigga approaches her? She still might give in and, 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 and date a nigga or, or deal with a nigga, have a situation with a nigga, but she's not going to be as open and, and, and no, caring. Absolutely not. As, right. And so when this new nigga is now coming and he dropping the roses and he doing this and he doing that, she's really now only looking at it as Yo, this last nigga just flew me out, and it was only over pussy. You just buying me flowers. She's not even looking at it as, damn, this nigga is being nice to me and buying me flowers. Because this last nigga just did the most disrespectful shit to her. So it's not abnormal for her to think that niggas would only, you know what I'm saying? And then now, now this nigga has been shot down. He know he being nice, but he don't understand why he's not being received. And it just creates a revolving door. And we just got to break that cycle. That is... That's really it. Men really want to be motherfucking nice to women. Bros, these women really want to be porno stars for y'all. Stop <laughs> fucking treating them. Stop hanging. You want to fuck them and go hang with the niggas. Like, we most definitely <laughs> do. <laughs> you know what I mean? like, like you, we definitely want to be your personal porno star. Yeah, I told somebody, yo, I, I broke up with a chick 
And then I think like a chick after her was like, you only like that shit because you watch porn. I said, nah, Slim. I said, my last chick proved to me that that, that whole line of, oh, all them girls, them porno girls only do that because they getting money. They, that might be why they doing it. But this bitch out here is going for free. <laughs> you know, like, as long as you good to a woman, she nine times out of ten going to be a freak. But, and then and also, bros, stop asking for a freak and then you get one. And now you looking stupid because you really didn't know what the fuck you was asking for. Because you think putting your leg up when you hit in front of the back is freaky. Nah, nigga. Y'all niggas be asking for freak. And this woman open. <laughs> she get <laughs> This woman get comfortable with herself, and now she open up and really motherfuckers turn into a freak. Now your dumb ass talking about who you been with, where you been. Nah, nigga. If you ain't ready for a freak, don't ask for one. My bad. I, I thought I was low rank. I have a follow-up question real quick. I have to. What's up? It has to exit my mouth before. Hey, yo. It got to exit my mouth before. Um, It gets lost. For the train leaves the station again. Okay. Um, And this is... um. Really, in the topic back in, I have a question for you. Do you think that right. a lot of men equate um, being romantic or chivalrous with being vulnerable? And being vulnerable with a woman is not something that they're safe to do because of possibly men don't feel safe being vulnerable with women. Um, with some, I should say. Yeah, I feel like there's a group of men who would um view it just like you said it. I do. Um my bad. We live in a time where <laughs> where you're being told you're suspect if you eat soup. You're suspect What? <laughs> <laughs> if you, you slurp right. if you slurp soup, it's sus? No, I I saw one the other day where a chick was simply like, he's suspect if he eats soup. That you're, oh you lose, you're using God. you're using a little spoon and only taking in little bites of food, and you're such a big man. That's that's kind of like homo. And I was like, what? <laughs> so, um, hold on, do me a favor. Ask your question again. Do you think that a lot of men equate? Um, chivalry and romance with vulnerability, oh, and that's why they're not. Yeah, mm-hmm. my bad. Yes, I summon it because being vulnerable has been, uh, for one, a lot of niggas been taught wrong. A lot of niggas been taught not to be soft and open around their girl. Oh, I been taught that was pussy. You know what I'm saying? And then also, um, a lot of women have not been taught how to properly accept a man being soft with her because if if all you know of love now imagine a woman who's not had a bad relationship she's not been beat on she's not been like uh, like had no domestic situation she ain't been poor like ain't been no like fucked up situation but it's been toxic right as a man like the Gucci bags and bills paid and kids in private school but the whole every relationship has been toxic then at times she meets that dude who is meeting all of the um, soup, um, surface level criteria, but then he goes to like love on her, love on her the proper way. He is she's not receiving it right because she's never received it. She doesn't know how to. 
So if you know, if you haven't been taught to how to receive it, then it 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 can be it can make a man because you know what I mean. The man's not gonna like the way his man received, and even though that woman's not doing it maliciously, it's gonna feel that way. And so yeah, if you haven't been taught how to deal with, with emotions, you don't know how to receive them well. So that's one reason why men equate vulnerability with being open and like romantic and shit. And then two. Just that, like I said earlier, I feel like I'm being a cut down, period. Like, <clears throat> and like I said, this is something. Because, and I say something because vulnerability and romanticism really don't have shit to do with each other. But the, the equation of it or the the lack thereof could be for the diminishing of one. You see what I'm saying? His his vulnerability was diminished. His his openness was diminished. His his weak time was diminished and made and and, and looked down upon. So it could kill his want to be romantic for that woman. I can see that. I can definitely see that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, hey, I, baby, she has open arms for all the romantic, romantic puppies. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, my first relationship that I was in for eight years, he was not romantic at all. Like, he just was not that. He was the the type of man that, like, he was um, not affectionate. Um, he was only really affectionate when he was drunk. He was not very affectionate. I mean, he was not, like, romantic or anything like that. And I accepted Were him. Were y'all young, though? Well, he was eight years older than me. So we started the relationship when I was 19. And he was 27. And we were together for eight years. So, yeah, he was not romantic um, throughout the relationship. And he kind of just programmed me that way. Like, don't expect it because I'm not like that. And I was young and naive, and I just became accustomed to it. Like, okay, this is not the way he is. I'm accepting him the way he is, whatever. So when once we broke up and my next relationship, he was all about romance. He was very romantic. He was very emotional. He was very, like, sensitive and he was not afraid to to show his feelings or express his feelings and it was so different but I loved it it was a bit intense at first and it took some getting used to because I was not used to it you understand so it was a lot and I was so non-emotional so it was hard for me to open up to him and it actually took a lot for me to be comfortable enough to open up to him and reciprocate that um that energy and that, you know, openness. But once we got there, it was actually great. And it it was so different. Like, I was just like, oh, wow. Like, I knew that, like, that was my love language. <laughs> like, receiving <laughs> gifts and, like, a romantic guy and an emotional guy. Like, that's just that's just the type of, of man that, that I like. You know what I mean? Like, don't be afraid to tell me how you feel because I do provide a safe space for even just my male friends. You know what I'm saying? But when I'm with you and I'm with you on that level, like I definitely do. um, I do provide that safe space to to make you comfortable to be able to have those conversations or to be able to express those feelings. And you don't have to be afraid that I'm going to like go to my girls group chat and be like, Oh, he's a bitch or whatever. Or he's a soft ass. And uh, like, uh, that's just not the type of person that I am at all, you know? So, right. And I know women that are the total opposite. That are the total yeah, opposite. They don't like a lot that of women shit. do that shit. Yeah. And they're yeah. the first ones to be like, Oh, look, like he's being a softie with me and I don't like it. And I'm just like, 
yo, this is why men don't like opening up to us because we do that bullshit, you know? Yeah, it's like we've been told not to. We had a whole generation of men that was told not to be that I way. Know, then, I know, I know. I, I have but look, brothers. I have older brothers. I have a right. younger brother, so I know. You know, and then I know when we that get struggle. told, when we get told that it's okay to be that way with your woman, and then the first time you, you know, what I mean, for a lot of men, that first or few times of opening up to a woman, they get looked bad, they, you know, looked down upon by that woman, or that woman go express herself to her friends, and now her friends making her feel, and it's like yo. It's it's the most confusing thing to hear women on a daily say, I want a man that's gonna love me and take care of me and do all of this other shit and then just shoot down every fucking man that comes along. And it's like, do you really want that? And I think a lot of people do, they just scared of doing the work. And it's the same thing with men, you know what I mean? Like that's why I said niggas don't act so freaks if you really don't want one. And I mean a woman is more than a freak, but like like yo, you niggas who who your woman start making uh, more money than you, and all of a sudden now it's a problem in your household, bro. Guard your nuts, dog. Like check yourself. Like you're supposed to be caring for that woman. If that if you make if you the ring, I mean the breadwinner, and that woman that went to school and she come home and she making more money than you, bro. Champion that shit. That don't mean, lady, uh, ma'am. That don't make you the leader of this relationship. No, that mean you should throw your weight around. Tangible benefits, both be, you know what I mean. Match both sides. And I know this is like way, it's just a rant I went on, but I say that to say, bros, like, there's too many women out here that got these stories of winning or going to school and getting their shit together, and all of a sudden niggas are treating them worse. Stop, bro. <laughs> Y'all really Stop sitting it. on these chicks for winning? No. <laughs> Stop <laughs> it, damn it. <laughs> I've never understood that shit. Then we got like, it. Women like me are the ones that got to deal with that emotional unavailability from men, and it sucks. And it women, really sucks. women, if women, if you go out on a date and you make more than that man, stop equating that man to his bank account or his yearly salary. If 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 the yearly salary is something that you, that is already below your your standard, that is fine. If you say to yourself, "I can't date no man that make eighty thousand or less." But that's understood. But if whatever your cutoff is, or if you don't have one, you can't be that chick that's making a hundred thousand, hundred fifty thousand, and just because he make seventy five thousand, eighty thousand, that is you've already taken five points away in a respect. Oh column. God! Can't do that. Okay. Can't just disrespect the man because of his bank account. So, yeah, I just say that to the bros and the ladies. That's really a lot of the issue. It is, it is, and you you broke it down very well. So I appreciate you for that. No doubt. So men want to, we love y'all. To, to <laughs> close out the show, I have a question that was submitted by someone, and she wanted me to to. Read it on the podcast and, um, you know, give a give our input. So mm-hmm. the question is, how do you deal with a partner whose sex drive is declining while your sex drive is still high? Cheat on them, sis. Nah, stop. <laughs> um, don't take my advice. You don't really cheat on them, but you do go talk to that nigga and be like, hey, my sex drive is this. 
This is one of those times. Listen. Wait, you gotta explain your sex drive to your partner? Would he not already know that you have a high sex drive? No, no, no. No, no. You don't explain your sex drive. You have to a lot of times in, in, in sexual relationships, people will have people or in intimate relationships, people will have the deepest conversations but will not talk about sex, what they like, what they need, what they want, what turns them on, what turns them off. But they just they they, <laughs> they exist with somebody and just Take a crap shoot in the dark, like every fucking time, right? I say that to say, is if of course your partner is going to notice that they, of course they're going to notice that your sex drive is going down, and you're going to also know that their sex drive is high, so they're going to need a certain amount of sex. This is the time where you should be open enough to talk to your partner and either admit, hey, go not 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 too many men are going to are going to tell that lady. Go get a boyfriend. You know what I'm saying? You would tell or your lady that, go get a boyfriend? Now listen. Listen. I'm a different nigga. I'm right? starting to know I'm, I'm starting not, to notice that when you say, now listen, it's gonna go it, it's gonna you. go left. I'll be I'm a different nigga. I'm not saying that I'm about to sit here and just because my sex drive is declining, I'm gonna tell my chick to go get a new, uh, go get a boyfriend. First of all, let's find out why it's declining. Is it declining because of age? Is there something medically wrong? You know what I mean? Can we fix this? You know what I mean? Because you, every man wants to, um, uh, take care of his woman. You know what I mean? Now, you definitely, if you, if your sex drive is just declining naturally, then of course you're gonna try to figure out ways to to stay in the game. Maybe you get the blue pill. Maybe you work out. I don't know, but. That's just a question. Let's what say, is something that is irreversible? Let's just say that. That's um, what I'm about to say. What if, what if a nigga has has uh, prostate cancer? Right. And I you know a lot of times if they take prostate out, your penis don't work. So let's say you 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 your lady trying to get pregnant. Now. What you gonna do? Sit there and not and. Uh, <laughs> that that's exactly what she's gonna do. So I feel like a conversation that's has to be me. had. That's the barefoot talking. Because if it's not had, then cheating cheating can happen. And so no man is gonna say, Yeah, go go get another boyfriend. But if you really have to be honest with yourself, if that is the reason, if your if your penis is just not going to work, then a conversation needs to be had because that woman still wants to be sexually satisfied. So either we have to find a way to sexually satisfy her or for her to find a compromise with you and sexually satisfy her in a different way that only involves you two. That's option one. Option two is you're going to have to open the doors of your relationship. Or option three, break the fuck up because you're going to get cheated on because it's not fair. Is it? Like we have to, we have to be, uh, it's a lot of things. A motherfucker could lose a leg and I, and, and your mate will stay with you. You could lose both legs. Your mate will stay with you. Um, you can go blind. You can go deaf. There's not too many things outside of actual like destruction of relationship factors that will make your mate leave. You, you can lose your motherfucking leg and your mate will stay. You lose too many jobs in a row. You're getting dumped. You see what I'm saying? I'm yeah. saying all of that is. I'm saying all of that is. If you really think about the physical, sex is the one part of, of the physical body. That literally will make your mate leave you. So you cannot fulfill them. 
if you cannot satisfy them. Because, I mean, they've been there. We got to stop thinking that just because a motherfucker loves us, just because we actually do get along, or just because we can, we built a business together. We had a perfect relationship. Stop thinking that that motherfucker ain't. Just because your, your dick don't work no more, uh, her, her sex drive still ain't going. Or just because your sex drive ain't dried up now, that his dick still don't work. Like, we have to stop. We have to stop being foolish. And the minute we stop being foolish with ourselves and melt into ourselves, and stop relying on the ego, then we'll just, again, no man's about to tell his woman, go get some dick. But if you have to be honest with yourself, you would much rather have that conversation and have arbitrary situations to where things can be talked about and, and, and uh, you know, lines drawn, boundaries set, and all that, that shit before you get cheated on. Because now, that's what she's My original advice. <laughs> because that's what she's going to do anyway. You know, I'm speaking for Lexi because that would be Lexi's advice. She'll be like, cheat on him or break up. Because she's all for breaking up. So anytime you ask her for any type of relationship advice, she's like, just break up. Because if you can't have a conversation, (laughs) that's the thing. Like, she's asking advice. Now, if if she listens, once she listens to the show and she hears niggas say, yo, go to your mate and say, hey, you know, your sex drive is declining. Like I said, Introduce pills to the nigga. Introduce the honey pack to the nigga. Something, you know. <laughs> it could be I his work already. I've ever been with a guy that used a honey pack. I don't know. Or Viagra or something. You probably have. Because I was with Damn a guy it. that was like, I won't go into detail, but you can mm. you can revert back to old like beginning episodes of eighties pitch and. I get into detail then, but <laughs> <laughs> but I've been with somebody that I'm like, now that I think back on it, I'm like, he had to be on something. Had to be on I mean, something. I don't know. Sometimes, sometimes you're trying to perform at, at top tier, you know. And he was top tier all the time. Top tier performance. He was top but, tier um, all the time. <laughs> nah, they definitely just need to have a conversation. Yeah, I agree. A conversation does, does have to be had for sure. That's that's definitely um like you said, being able to reach a point where you're like, All right, babe, you know, after you've exhausted all possibilities, blue pill ain't working, working out ain't working, or whatever's not working and you're like, Listen, I'll give you the green light to get yourself a boyfriend. You definitely have to push your ego to the side. You have sure. to. Yeah. For sure. You have to. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> Again, I'm not about to sit up here and tell my chick I'll get a boyfriend. I might even be the dude that's like, yo, I'm my dick don't work no more. Let's let's break up. I mean, listen, I'm, I'm all, all for, for arbitrary. I'm two boyfriends and I'm all for men having two girlfriends. I'm for arbitrary situations. Mm-hmm. I, I, <laughs> as long as I'm girlfriend number one. I've had that life before. Two girlfriends. Yeah. I've had, yeah. I mean, I've had a time where it was like five women in my life at, at the same time. And, they and all that, you, they I know all someone know. that has, yeah, I know someone that yeah. knows a guy they, that has about like two two or three girlfriends. They all know about women. Yeah, yeah. And that's the thing. None of them was like girlfriend, girlfriend to the point where like they had, you know, like one could like pull rank over the other. So they I mean, were just five that. situations. They none of them were girlfriends. I, well, all right. So 
about to break this down. I can't shut. And the way it was broke down was like, you have a, all right. So think of an NBA franchise, right? I'm not you a sports have, girl, but continue. All right, so think of, all right, and, and of course you got your general manager, then under the general manager you got your head coach, and then you got your starting five. And then that starting five, you got your star player. And that's how you break down. That's how that's how it was broke down. And uh, so, I need yeah, to the, start GM, the GM and the head coach would have been my girlfriends. You see what I'm saying? And then that starting five right there, that those those women like this, everybody know about each other. Everybody's special. Everybody get their time. Everybody get their foot foot rub. Everybody go to the movies. Everybody go on vacation. Whatever. Time is time. But as my future said, I feel like this. And this is no bullshit. When I'm single, I feel just like this. If I pick her up on Monday, and I'm with her to Thursday. From Monday to Thursday, I'm buying every bag. If, if we if we if we going on a trip, we going. Nothing, it don't matter. Everything is for you. Why are we together? But as soon as you leave Thursday, our time together is our time together. Our time is apart is our time apart. You know what I mean? If if we aren't official, so dropping bombs on here tonight, Rosie. <laughs> dropping bombs. Yeah. I appreciate you for that. I live a very, very, very hedonistic life. We didn't really go ahead, my bad. No, we reached the end of the show. (laughs) You survived. You made it to the other end. Like at the end of the tunnel. It wasn't that bad, right? No, this was a great time. I know I I spoke so long. I killed that other question. The um, the one about the double standards. But my bad. No, I had a great fucking time. <laughs> it's all good. I appreciate uh you giving me your time and joining me on this episode of Ladies Pitch, popping your ladies pitch cherry. Um, let everyone sure. know where they can find you and what you got going on. If in case they didn't hear it at the top of the episode. I need to be reminded. Um for sure. You can find me at Pinrose Eames on all social medias. Uh again, watchcentertainment.com. Over there, you can find Protest and Riot and Penrose versus anybody, plus five, six other, well, five other podcasts. Um, also, go to YCC Entertainment on um, uh, YouTube, and you can find our open mic shows that we do every Wednesday and every Thursday out here in Northern Virginia. Also, find me on All Docked Up every other Sunday with my sisters, Chris and DJ. Where at we sit down and we discuss documentaries that we have um, watched over the previous weeks, and it's dope because like nine times out of ten, somebody from the actual documentary like hits us up like yo, they either want to beef with us or like they love the show. Oh, that's dope. <laughs> yeah, it's always a crowd documentary. Yeah, all docked up. We we the joke over there is we have a talent. Turning pain into comedy and still making you cry at it, like um, which is really good at what we do. Any motherfucking way, talent. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's about it. Like I say, three podcasts, an open mic show, and uh, shit anywhere. Honestly, you want to know where she's from? Somewhere in the south. In your baby mama's bed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
not that guy. I try not to break up happy home. Okay. Somebody did tell me the other day. Somebody said to me the other said. day. It was like, yo, you like being in the South? I was like, yeah. And it was like, you know what else is right? And I was like, what? I was like, what's up with your affinity for Spanish women from the Bronx? And I was like, you know what? So, if you find me in the South, well, I appreciate you Bronx. for appreciating us and loving us because women from the Bronx, you know, we get a bad rap at times. So I don't know. Nah, listen. So <laughs> my whole my whole love for New York, I ain't gonna front. A Brooklyn nigga, like I like most niggas that I hung out with was like Brooklyn niggas or like Harlem niggas. But like, it's something about I don't know why, I don't know how, I don't know. I was just destined in my life to happen that way. But every chick I've messed with from New York, any woman that I have been close to, held hands with, been friends with, been sexually active with, and they come from the state of New York, all come from the city of New York, and they all come from the bar, or the blackest <laughs> man. <laughs> I got Brooklyn homies. I got Harlem homies. I got homies from Queens, very few of them. I know niggas from in every borough. But I know only women. Nah, I might know. I, I might know one. Nope, I take that back. I know women from like Brooklyn, but like intimate relationships, close relationships, super close friends, anything like that. I've all been women from the Bronx. So we're gonna crown you a certified Bronx woman lover. Oh, for sure. That, that's that's a that's a thing. That's a thing. That's the truth. <laughs> <laughs> and hopefully soon, hopefully soon, I'll be making a trip. We're going to talk about it. We're going to plan it out and make, make a trip uh, down to VA. Because I actually love Virginia. I love Virginia. So. Come through. I told you, come through from being on the show, man. Yeah, yeah. You have a good time. Plan it out. But thank you again, Pimple Day, for joining me tonight. I appreciate it. Um, make sure for you sure. guys thank like, you subscribe to the podcast. Follow him on uh all streaming platforms on YouTube, anywhere you can find a podcast, find any of his shows, make sure you guys follow him on all the socials. Uh, make sure you guys follow the ladies pitch on Instagram again at ladies pitch and at on, on Twitter pitch seven, one, eight on YouTube. Our handle is ladies pitch ladies. Remember you deserve to be happy and fucked disrespectfully. I'm pretty sure Penrose will agree with me on that. And yeah. We'll catch you guys on the next one. Thank you so much. This is your favorite mommy, Haiti Baby. See you on the next one. Peace. Peace.